right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. Yes, it is a Word Up Sunday. Word Up, Word Up, Word Up. I wish I could say that in a cooler way, but it's cool because we are going to be reading the Word of the Lord today, which is the absolute truth. Do not be fooled by the great apostasy and the deceptions that are going on around us. There's a lot of, lot of misdirection going out there, but the Word of God speaks for itself. It is a supernatural word. When you read it, you have a supernatural experience if you have invited the Holy Spirit into your life, and it doesn't matter how smart you are, if you do not have the Holy Spirit in your life, you will not understand the word. So this is a very special edition of Word Up Sunday, of course. In fact, it's so special that I was able to give Jesse the day off. She's willing to come on, but I wanted to go with a particular theme for this very uh, last Word Up Sunday, at least last one for a while. We will be getting back into our study on the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll be starting in chapter 12. Now, I had indicated to some people that I would be uh, reposting uh, those videos onto YouTube. I have decided not to. There's some technical reasons why I did not, but they are on Odyssey. They are on Podbean, and they are there for you to do review. Uh, we will be doing the uh, new batch onto uh, the right on the channel two on YouTube, and of course, everything goes on to Podbean because we consider that our home. And uh, please subscribe there just in case if you're uh, if you're only a YouTuber. Uh, actually, the experience is quite good on Podbean. You know, you can listen and walk and do, you know do whatever drive. A lot of people listen to it, and that is where the majority of our listeners are. So what is so special other than this is the last Word Up Sunday for at least 11 more weeks? Well, today, in a rare fashion, because it is mainly women who listen to our program, today it is an all-male review. Hmm. An all-male review of the word. That's right. So we've got a couple great people who you're going to know from the chats, who you're going to know from the Diggs channel and the chat channels and everything else on, uh, on Telegram and other places. Uh, but now you get to put a face to some names. And uh, I've gone through what they've, uh, what they've posted, and it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to come back at the end of the program with my reading, and I'm going to tell you, about uh, what God said to me uh, on Wednesday of this week. And I'm not going to get into too much detail, but I think you're going to see uh, some direction. And uh, and I'll point that out to you if you are still with us. And I hope you are, because the reading of God's word is very precious. So without further ado, here is Red Yoda. Good morning, Right On Radio family. Happy Word Up Sunday. This is Red Yoda. I'm privileged to be here uh, this morning with you all. Uh, God is in the middle of reclaiming our promises uh, and the covenants he made with us. Uh, he put it on my heart as I was talking with Jeff earlier this week 
and I decided to uh, come on and share these things with you and I hope uh, your eyes are open uh, you have ears to hear and eyes to see as he's getting ready to move and take back what he promised us uh, generations ago and I hope you guys I'm gonna read this kind of out of order but hopefully it'll make sense um, just remember when you're counting generations it's between 20 and 30 years make the math easy let's just call it 25 I'm gonna start with Deuteronomy 7 uh, verse 9 under the New American Standard Bible know therefore that the Lord your God he is God the faithful God who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousandth generation with those who love him and keep his commandments but though but repays those who hate him to their faces to destroy them he will not delay with him who hates him he will repay them to his face thousand generations that's 25,000 years. Just think about that. He's going to keep his covenants and his promises for that time. So now this is Deuteronomy 6. Obey God and prosper. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and judgments, which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you that you might do them in the land where you are going to possess so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged O Israel you should listen and be careful to do it that you may be well with you and your you may great multiply greatly just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead you shall write them on the doorposts and on your gates then it shall come about when the lord your god brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers abraham isaac and jacob to give you great and splendid cities which you did not build and houses full of all good things which you did not fill and hewn cisterns which you did not dig vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant and you eat and are satisfied then watch yourselves that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery you shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall keep worship and swear, worship him and swear by his name. 
you shall not follow other gods, any of the gods of the people who surround you, for the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God, otherwise the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you, and he will wipe off, wipe you off the face of the earth. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test, as you tested him at Messiah. You shall diligently, diligently keep the commandments of your Lord and his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. You shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that he may be well with you, and that you may go in and possess the good land, which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. By driving out all your enemies from before you, as the Lord has spoken, when your son asks you in a time, in time to come, saying, What do the testimonies and statutes and judgments mean which the Lord our God commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves to the Pharaoh in Egypt. The Lord brought us from Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed greatly distressing signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt. Pharaoh and all his household, he brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land which he had sworn to our fathers. So the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for good always and for our survival as it is today. It will be righteous for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God, just as he commanded us. So, brothers and sisters, he's reclaiming all the covenants and promises he made to us all those generations ago. We're not even within those timelines of a thousand generations. He's faithful to us. He's waiting for us to remember him and reclaim him. Symbols, words, numbers. So, with that, I bless you guys. Have an open heart, open mind, and a smile on your face. Because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we already know the outcome of this war. God bless. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Good morning, all. I'm pleased and happy to be with you, Jeff. And if Jesse's here on Right on Radio for the Sunday morning scriptural reading, I appreciate Jeff. By the way, I am Bernie Ryder or Mr. Burns, as my children call me. Okay, so. I just wanted us to look at 2 Kings chapter 6. And this is a very interesting statement about how the prophets operated. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to Jordan and let every man 
take a beam from there and let us make a place where we may dwell. So he answered, go. Then one said, please consent to go with us, your servants. And he answered, I will go in. He went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees, but one as but one was cutting down the tree with an iron axe head and fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for I was for it was borrowed. So the man, so the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick, threw it into there, and he made the iron float. Wow. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out with his hand and took it. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel and he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the men and the man of God sent to other to the king of Israel saying, beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him and he was watching there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And when, and it was told saying, surely he is in the, in Dorthan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas, master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open the eyes, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this prophet, I pray, 
I'm sorry, strike the strike the this people, I pray, with blindness, and he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now Elisha was Elisha said to them, This is this is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So it was when he had come to Samaria that Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And there they were inside Samaria. Now when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? But he answered, he but he but he answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with the sword and with the bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them and they ate and drank and then and sent them away and they went to their master so the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel and it happened after that that Ben-hadad king of Syria gathered all his army and went up to, and besieged Samaria. And when and there was given a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a, a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver. Then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him saying, Help my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, the woman said to me, give me your son that we may eat today and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said, I said to her on the next day, give your son that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes and as he passed by the wall, the people looked, and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body. Then he said, God, do to me, and, the, and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of uh, Shaphat, remains on him today, but Elijah was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. And the king sent a man ahead of him 
But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how this son of murderer, son of a murderer, has sent someone to take away my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. It is not the sound of his master's feet behind him, is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. And while he was still talking to them, there was a messenger coming down to him. And then the king said, surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? I'm going to read a little further in this so the story ends. Then, then Elijah said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a, a seraph of fine flour shall, shall be sold for a shekel and two shekels uh, and two sheaths of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered, or I'm sorry, yeah, hand the king leaned answered and said to the man of God and said, look, if the Lord would make the windows of heaven, if the Lord would make the windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now, there was four lepers at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are you sitting here until... Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we all, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. They rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So, so they said, one to another, look, the king of Israel is hired against us, the king of the Hittites, and the king of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled in twilight and after the camp and, le and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank, and they carried from it silver and gold clothing and they went and hid it hid them and they came back and entered another tent and carried carried some from there also and went and hid it then they said to another we are not doing right this day this is this day is a day of good news and we remain silent if we went until morning light, if we wait until morning light, 
some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the, the gatekeeper of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and they, surprisingly, no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied, and the tents intact. And the gatekeeper came out, and they said they told him the king's house told the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, "Let us now tell you. Let let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves." in the field and uh, field saying, when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And another servant answered and said, please let the servant, let, let several men take five of the remaining horses that are left in the city. Look, they may, either become like all of the multitude of Israel that they are left in it. Indeed, I say, let, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel. I'm sorry. And let from those who are consumed. And so, so let us, send them and see. Therefore they took two chariots with horses and the king sent them into the direction of the Syrian army saying, go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan and indeed all the road was full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messenger returned and told the king, then the people went out, plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a sheath of fine flour was sold for a, a shekel and two she, sheaths of barley for a, for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now, I finished that there. It's almost it's half a chapter seven because it finishes the story. But I, I want to uh, stress this that when the Holy Spirit moves, He moves in in interesting and different ways. Um, he, he allowed Elisha to to know what was being said in the king's chambers. He knew that the uh, messenger was coming to take his head, but then he also um, knew that he had the ability to make iron float. Now, in some people's minds, this would be considered witchcraft and sorcery, but we know because of Elijah, it was done by the Holy Spirit. So... We have to be careful when we see miracles and signs and wonders not to necessarily look at them as evil, but we need to line them up with the word of God 
so that we can be um, directed by the Holy Spirit properly. Now, we know in this day and time of delusion that there will be people who come and do great signs and wonders. The Lord warned us about that. But you have to use your discernment that the Holy Spirit gives you to make a decision if the person is a man of God or if they are not. So I want you to keep that in mind. And there are a lot of other things Elisha did, especially when he got upset when the kids were giving him a hard time with his bald head. I believe bears came out and mauled the children. So it's very interesting the things that Elisha did. And it's an interesting read to see the different things, miracles that he performed in his duties for the Lord. But I want to thank all of you for allowing me to read this. I read it out of the New King James. I, I apologize. I should have said that earlier. And uh, forgive me for all the stumbles. You know, when you get older, it's hard to see through your trifocals. So I want to thank all of you. Thank Right On Radio. Thank Jeff. Thank Jesse. And thank all of you for this wonderful Sunday reading. Appreciate it. Thank you. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio. Right on, right on, right on. Thank you, Mr. Burns, for that reading. Yes, we are in the Old Testament today, and I really believe the Lord is tying together a message. And by the way, I did not choose my message based on what they said. And listen, maybe it's up to you to string it together and to see if God is ministering a particular message to you today. Um, at the beginning of the broadcast, I told you that I really felt that God spoke to me on Wednesday of this week. Uh, I have discussed some of these things with Jesse and and with some people close to me. I'm not going to divulge everything uh, because really I'm waiting on confirmation. Uh, I believe God's word confirms what I what I heard from him. Uh, but I just want to say uh, the direction of the show, at least for now, I believe is going to be reflective on what I've heard. And uh, and I know it also is on Jesse's heart. Uh, look, there's a lot of deception out there. Uh, that's why we're going to do this Star Seeds thing on Thursday. And I think we're going to have to come out against some messages that are on other shows out there. And by the way, uh, here at Right On Radio, uh, Jesse and I and and all of our guests uh, we do not be mind being on an island. We don't mind being the, if we're the only ones sticking to the 66 books of the Bible. And of course, there's others. There's some great men and women of God out there. Uh, but it seems out of all. Oh, sorry, I had a little bit of a blackout there. We'll compare what some of these other shows are doing and uh, compare them to Scripture, and then you can determine what is right and what is wrong. So, without further ado, I'm going to be reading again from the New American Standard Bible, and uh, this, speaks, uh, this uh, particular proverb speaks 
a little bit to what I was just saying about what uh, what I think we're going to be doing as far as messaging goes, and uh, and not calling out you know people who are on other shows. We're not calling out people because oh, I don't know their heart, we don't know their walk, but uh, we do want to challenge some messages that are out there. So this is on life and conduct again, Proverbs nineteen. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than a person who is perverse in speech and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge, and one who hurries his footsteps errs. The foolishness of a person ruins his way, and his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth adds many friends, but a poor person is separated from his friend. A false, a false witness will not go unpunished, and one who declares lies will not escape. Many will seek the favor of a generous person, and every person is a friend to him who he gives gifts. All the brothers of a poor person hate him. How much more do his friends abandon him? He pursues them with words, but they are gone. One who gets wisdom loves his own soul. One who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and one who declares lies will perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool much less for a slave to rule over princes. A person's discretion makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. A king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is destruction to his father, and the quarrels of a wife are constant dripping. House and wealth are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and a lazy person will suffer hunger. One who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but one who is careless of conduct will die. One who is gracious to poor person lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deed. Discipline your son while there is hope, and do not desire his death. A person of great anger will suffer the penalty. For if you rescue him, you will only have to do it again. Listen to advice and accept discipline so that you may be wise the rest of your days. Many plans are in a person's heart, but the advice of the Lord will stand. What is desirable in a person in his kindness and is better to be a poor person than a liar? The fear of the Lord leads to life, so that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. The lazy one buries his hand in the dish, but will not even bring it back to his mouth. 
Strike a scoffer, and the naive may become clever. But rebuke one who has understanding, and he will gain knowledge. He who assaults his father and drives his mother away is shameful and a disgraceful son. Stop listening, my son, to discipline, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A worthless witness makes mockery of justice, and the mouth of the wicked swallows wrongdoing. Judgments are prepared for scoffers, and beatings for the backs of fools. And I guess just, uh, you know, my, my only commentary on those words and, you know, the Proverbs are the wisdom of God. And, you know, when I was really just starting out in business and starting, you know, studying stewardship skills and things like that, I, uh, I would read a proverb in addition to my daily study, uh, every day of the month, you know, read, read a proverb. It really is the wisdom of God to get into you. And yes, some of it is about the law and things like that. And yes, we know the law has been, fulfilled in Jesus, but the law is from Jesus. So keep that in mind. May God richly bless each and every one of you. I pray for you. Uh, Jesse prays for you. Uh, we really do love our audience. We have, you are such great people. And uh, I'm really finding these chats that we're doing on Telegram on the chat channel. Uh, by the way, all the Telegram links are now in the description. I should have done that a long time ago. Uh, but we're uh, we're going to be doing some more chats this week, and it's been a real pleasure getting getting to know each and every one of you. The chat channel ones we just do impromptu because it, there's there's an intimacy when there's a a smaller group of people, and of course, if we announce it ahead of time, there would be a large group of people, and it, it I just think it might lose something. However, I will tell you that uh, in the very near future. Uh, if you watch the shows when they premiere live in particular, uh, there will be some announcements probably at the end of a, of a show and Jesse and I will do some live telegram uh, right after one of our shows so you can watch the show and then immediately move over to telegram and, and you know, even participate with us in this show. So may God richly bless you. We'll see you on Tuesday. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.